0: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to a special edition of Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. I am here, as always, unfortunately, as always, joined by my co-host, Alex. How are you doing today? Uh,
1: Caleb, I am not surprised by your introduction of me, but I am really excited about what we're about to do. This was... You know when we first started our pod- our podcast we we wanted to do something like this and you had this idea I'll give you credit for it uh, I did, and yeah. I am so excited, so excited that it's actually coming to life.
0: We're here we are doing it for those of you and all of you know our thousands of listeners that were so disappointed that we didn't have an episode on Sunday. Well your patience is about to pay off. I and mean, maybe we'll we'll see how yeah. this we, we don't know. <laughs> stay, stay with us, though. Stay with us. Stay with us. We're going to have a fun, shorter episode for you this week. Uh, you know, life just gets going. I am officially, Alex, less than four weeks away from getting married. Hey! Uh, work is hectic, and you know what, guys? Sometimes you just got to take a little break. Take a little, bit, a little bit easier. Try something new. You know, change up the routine. And tonight, that's that's what we're doing. We are changing up our routine by introducing hopefully maybe the first of a series of the first boot bucket. Now, Alex, you might be wondering what in the world this first boot bucket?
1: I'm actually not because I'm here and I know what we're doing.
0: Also, I just want to point out
1: that uh, your introduction of that, it felt like you were trying to, you know, hit a word count in an essay of like leading up to saying first boot bucket. So,
0: well, you know, I, I am actually grading right now, so that's <laughs> just on the word counts are on the nine. Uh, but Alex, for our listeners that maybe aren't quite as familiar, which they probably are because they're listening to this episode, uh, what is a first boot?
1: A first boot is the survivor castaway that gets voted out first. So they yes, are, the, they finish in last place. The first infamous, boot.
0: infamous, infamous uh, unless you're uh, Natalie, which spoilers, uh, Wow, you know you know, but anyways, <laughs> we are here tonight, uh, the first boot bucket uh, is a new concept, hopefully a fun concept, to give a little love to some of the memorable characters of Survivor that we don't often get to talk about because we don't get to see them. With the exception of two seasons that involved Edge of Extinction and you know a couple of seasons that had Redemption Island, when someone gets booted off, that's we don't see them ever again. We don't know what their strategy would have been like. We Survivor to their credit does a pretty good job of being able to at least, you know, give us a little something from that character, from that person on the show in an episode. We're always left wanting more, what wondering what could have been. And so Alex and I had this great idea. Well, let me rephrase that. I had this great idea where what if we drew random names from the first boots out of a, a hat or a bucket, if you will.
1: Or a Google random number generator.
0: Or no, no, Alex, let's make sure that they, they can picture in their minds we actually pulled these out of a bucket. Kind of like pulling black and white rocks out of a bag.
1: The heroes Ch- versus healers for Hustlers Challenge. Your favorite challenge. I think Gail, I I need one of our listeners to do a count of how many episodes we have referenced that challenge. I think it's in the ballpark of five or
0: six, but I need at least at least. But moving along, Alex. Thanks for distracting me. Uh, though you are adding to my word count, so I appreciate that. The first boot bucket, we will drew names out of a hat or a random Google number generator, as Alex likes to say. And we are going to be arguing about who is a better survivor player. But then we had a different thought. Why don't we draw two names out of the hat? Because let's be honest, there's not much content for a first boot. You only have so much information. Quite literally 42 minutes. Uh, yeah, and even then, you, they're still like setting up the story of the whole season, not just focusing on the one first boot. But what if we do two? And instead of arguing who's the better survivor player, let's argue who would be the better dynamic duo alliance of those two players but an important factor is that we cannot use any other information from other games for returners. It is just the first boot season of any player. So Alex, are you excited? I am so freaking excited. I can't wait. Well great. Shall shall we begin or you gotta let's question? begin. But yeah, but real quick, uh quick
1: spoiler for uh let's see, season eight. Season 25, 32, and 34. But before you shut us off, because you haven't seen all those seasons, just listen. They're the <laughs> it's first the boots. First
0: boot. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I got. Honestly, if you get good enough at Survivor, you you realize who the first boot is. You realize who the boot's gonna be, but you
1: know. That is true. Very true. Very true. Well,
0: let's uh yeah. let's jump in, Caleb. Let's do it. Yeah. Who, who Alex, who are we? Who is your dream team alliance? That you're gonna be arguing for.
1: Yes, my dream team. Uh funny enough, is actually, you know, we did these random buckets choosing just players. Just
0: one bucket, Alex. It's just one bucket. Sorry, we,
1: a oh. random bucket choosing of players. Uh, and I actually got two returning players. And so these two players, it was uh, not their first season ever playing. Caleb's gonna keep me accountable to only speak of the seasons that they were in and the and the conversations they had about that, but no guarantees. Uh, so I have the incredible Tina Wesson from Survivor All-Stars who got last place and Sierra Easton from Survivor Game Changers. Two badass women, badass returning players, and the best dynamic duo that never was.
0: Interesting. interesting. Well, let's be honest. Tina Wesson is a national treasure and i <laughs> just recently watched blood versus water for the second i've only ever watched it once and watching that season i'm just like why don't we have more tina west in her life because she's just like she was like janet carbon before janet carbon just amazing and wonderful and i want her to pat on the shoulder and tell me everything's going to be all right
1: right and not that i would want to kick off any uh female winners from survivor 40 but i wouldn't have hated if tina and Vesepia were on season 40 you know maybe a season of 24 players uh, come on. Let's just CBS. bring them all back. Come on.
0: All the all the winners, one of the, all all at once.
1: All right, or maybe all the first boots. So, Caleb, maybe. who's your first boot dream team?
0: Now, I did not have the fortune of getting two familiar names, in, in particular two returning names, but I I got pretty lucky there there, Alex. Uh, my first one is uh, Darnell Hamilton from Survivor Co. Rong. He was on the Bronze Tribe for the second Brains Beauty. Brawn. Yeah, thank you, Brains yeah. Beauty Tribe. Uh, <laughs> and my second one, though, the iconic, the legendary Zane Knight from Survivor Philippines. What a guy. And listen, you might hear these two, Darnell and Zane, like, how would they work together? Well, man, do I have an argument for you today? And Tina and Sierra are legendary in their own ways for different seasons. No one in this four takes the cake for memorability than Zane Knight.
1: Yeah, and I just, I I want to acknowledge to our listeners as well, I can 100% guarantee you that these picks were random because if they weren't, I would have had Zane on my trap or my team. true.
0: I also would pepperine daily on my side, but that's just yes.
1: Me. So that that proves to you all we really did it fair. We promise we're nice. We're nice guys.
0: Uh, one of us is.
1: I am. All right, Caleb. Are you going first, or am I going first? What do we want to do? Here? I'm.
0: I'm going to be the gentleman and let you go first because I. You know, you're more prepared than I am. So go ahead.
1: <laughs> all right. I'm going to try to make it through without laughing. All right.
0: You know, we always give a spoiler warning. Uh, but I do want to reiterate these are just characters, these are real people in life, and they're, they were first boots for a reason, they weren't great on their seasons, for many different reasons, and we're going to talk about that today, but I am going to give a very important disclaimer, is that this might be the first episode you hear both of us be as um, exuberant and outlandish as possible in our arguments, and we'll let you be the judge of which one is more valid. Right. This is a fun episode. This isn't. Oh, a for sure. Fact. All right.
1: So Tina Wesson, Sierra Easton. I'm here to make the claim that this is the perfect combination of a Survivor alliance based on their personalities that you can possibly get. It is good cop, bad cop, and let me let me explain why. So Tina, she is the most calm, cool, collected, social, holds her own in challenges. Badass woman. That's Tina. Everyone loves Tina. Tina won her first season against someone everyone thought would win. See, see what I did? I didn't spoil that. Now, Sierra, on the other hand, she's kind of the bad guy. She, in her first episode of Game Changers, calls her gameplay fearless. She's gregarious. She makes big moves.
0: She votes out her mom. And she wants others to make big moves.
1: So and th- you were talking
0: about, you're talking about other seasons and not their first, their boot season. So just yes. want to be, want to be clear.
1: Yes, but that strategy came into play of why she was voted out. They were scared that she makes big moves because she voted out her mom previously. Just, that was the argument.
0: You, I'm just keeping you accountable.
1: All right. All right. Well, I'm going to take that point. one to now. Caleb. Get out of here. All right. So these two combinations, like that's what you want in a survivor player, right? Like you need someone who can make alliances, be cool with everyone, be friends with everyone. And you need someone with that killer instinct who wants to play the big strategic game. This is like the embodiment of outwit, right? We talk about social and strategic. Sierra's got the strategic. Tina's got the social. and, And together, unstoppable. Now, Tina, in season eight, her survivor wiki page was like literally three sentences long. We saw nothing. I watched this episode today. We literally see nothing from her. She was a casualty because of poor logic, debatably poor logic, because Jenna on that tribe, the Swogo tribe, literally refused to work with any, ret- or any winners. And at tribal council, when Tina was voted out, Jeff looks at her and she's like, yeah, I'm voting out the winners. And he was like, okay, so if there was in the final two, a winner and a non-winner, sitting together, who would you vote for if you're on the jury? She was like, oh, the non-winner. He was like, even if you didn't know their games, nope, it doesn't matter. There's no way. They had their chance. Get out of here. We don't want you. So Tina was marked with an X, like from literally the first confessional Jenna has. She's like, I was looking at my tribe and I have the perfect tribe. We have two winners. We'll just vote them off. And so Tina was marked and was planning to be voted off before she ever even stepped foot on that beach and it was between her and Ethan. They made the argument that Ethan was more valuable because he was better in the challenges. Again, what was that two thousand four logic? Tina obviously held her own in future seasons uh, with some great challenge wins. We saw nothing from her.
0: Again, I do want to say again, talking about other seasons. <laughs> all right, that's point
1: two, two to Caleb. Point two to Caleb. Three. To you three can just you're out. All right. But last thing with Tina, she targeted Jenna. Uh, because Jenna was targeting her and she had nothing else to do. Jenna did get third place that season. So Tina trying to target Jenna was a good move. All right. And that that comes into play with Sierra. Now, Sierra was trying to target Tony. Great move, right? That season, not so much. And I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to. Alex, you
0: are. Wow.
1: Just come on now. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, But she ended up voting for Michaela, which, again, logical, Michaela was kind of this unknown person. Michaela got seventh that season. So again, like both Sierra and Tina were voting, trying to vote out people who made it really deep and made big impacts that game. So they had good thinking. They had good thinking. Now Sierra got voted out because she was playing too fast, right? She wanted to get out Tony because Tony was like making a spy bunker. I would say, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this because Malcolm is the first person who targets Sierra and says, she's playing too hard let's get her out so it's hard for me to want to root for sierra at this point because we all know how much i love malcolm
0: you Um, do love malcolm my dog malcolm is sitting at my feet right now oh you're talking oh okay you see i see you're talking about survivor malcolm beforehand not your dog yes
1: yeah yeah. so survivor malcolm was the one on the island trying to get sierra out dog malcolm is at my feet right now not the other way around All right, so basically my ending here, Zane made a huge mistake, which you're about to talk about. Darnell made a huge mistake, which you're about to talk about. Sierra made a huge mistake, tried to play too hard, caught up to her. Tina made no mistake, no mistake whatsoever. And that's why these two would be the better alliance pair because there would be a net one fewer mistakes between the two moving forward. In their game.
0: Interesting. Well, Alex, uh, thirty years later, we've gotten to uh, the end of your argument. Uh, it was only half the time of your introduction, Caleb, where you didn't even <laughs> really argue the point of this debate. And this yeah, is one, this is why you know every time we go into a debate, I already have a distinct advantage over you, uh, because the argument isn't about who makes mistake; it's about what would be the better working alliance yeah
1: and the better working alliance would be the group of someone who plays hard and plays uh really social and the group that doesn't make mistakes i don't know about you caleb and how you would play on survivor i want my alliance member not to make dumb mistakes
0: that's true i went in line with you i want my my alliance member to make some dumb mistakes so that i can always like point at them like well like look at that dude
1: and that's what Tina would be doing to sierra and win the game
0: well, no. So here's the deal. This is your thesis statement of two. Like they have like the two different styles of play. As I just said, I recently watched Blood versus Water, and I recently. And if we're gonna. I'm, you've used a reference to a different season. I'm gonna use a reference to a different season. I, I, I barely touched on them. Okay. Okay. Re-roll I'll, the tapes. What we know about Tina, she is a stand up class act take your alliance, ride or die with it, no matter what, and miss big moves over there, do you realize how much they would argue and bicker and could never get anything done? Because as soon as Sierra wanted to make a big move, Tina would be like, what are you doing? And couldn't trust her own alliance. Tina
1: would just convince her not to make it, right? Tina's no, a great, that's,
0: great judge that's of character. That's not Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the point, right? So in get terms of- here alliance together not two really great players in other seasons but a working alliance from their first boot seasons not not good
1: they totally because sierra would
0: not have targeted tina i'm sure tina would want tony out too no they'd no be on the same the deal. Page. Here, this is the difference sierra is jenna like that like that's what would have happened if they tried to work together no <laughs> everyone you know that time no all about Several times where I make a point of like Alex like makes his face where he realizes, ah dang, that's a good argument, Caleb. He just had that face.
1: Off script. I mean, that's a that was a good comment, but I stand my around. Caleb, let's talk, let's talk Darnell and Zane. Come on.
0: Darnell and Zane. All right, listen here. You want to talk about people who were who were other survivor players having bad logic. Let me tell you about Darnell Hamilton. This post office worker made a mistake you're, you're right he accidentally dropped the goggles for the swimming challenge to the bottom of the ocean meaning that they couldn't his tribe couldn't use the goggles to help finish the first part of the challenge which meant they got farther behind for the puzzle part of the challenge and because of that and the other person that messed up that challenge was alicia and so when they get back to camp Darnell and Alicia are on the bottom. And this old school mentality of like, all right, they didn't contribute to the challenge. So they got to be the two that are voted off. This primitive style of (laughs) gameplay is the reason Darnell got voted off. And is that really his fault? No, it's not. It's his fault that he dropped the goggles. It is his fault that he's dropped the goggles, but.
1: So at this point he's made one more
0: mistake than Tina has. All right. Uh, listen, that's not the, that's not the basis of my argument. That's the basis of your argument. But this is a guy. This is a funny guy. This is a guy who had the social bonds. And if we think about later in the season, what do Scott and Jason from the Bronze Chomps lack most throughout the rest of the game? Their social gameplay. And they could have used someone like Darnell with them in their alliance. And they didn't. What could have been what could have been? A more so the the a more social style of gameplay between especially him and Sydney on the same tribe working together. Wow, they were by far the best players on that brown tribe. Right, but they make them a mistake. Light years them. Now let's talk about Zane. <laughs> My <man> Zane <laughs> is playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers on that tribe.
1: It because let, be let, me
0: that. You, let me tell you why Zane. If you haven't seen the season. They lose his, the, the tribe. They lose their first challenge, obviously because it's the first boot. Um, and if you are ever heard of the intentional mat Sting, which is the mat Sting tribe, and the idea that, hey, if you just decimate your own tribe, you're more likely to get farther in the game because the other tribes are going to want you because you're going to be the swing boat. It comes from this season, that, that, that theory, that philosophy. And I might argue that Zane is the first person to come up with the intentional not saying. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Dude,
1: go home. Shut off. Shut off your microphone and go home. I'll close this out. You're done.
0: You're done. Because here's why, close. folks. Here's why. Zayn doesn't perform super well on the challenge, but neither does Russell Swan, who's like dictating people like like girls on his tribe is like, "Hey, we're not good at puzzles. Uh, we want to we want to run the challenge." And Russell Swan's like, "No, you're going to be on the puzzle." Oh, oh, okay. okay.
1: Cool. Sidebar: I told you that before the episode started, so that's my
0: point. Okay, let the record show that Alex gave a point to me, like towards my argument. So thanks, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, The, (laughs) and so, now Zane admits that he had just stopped smoking and he's having nicotine with Joss, Uh, much like another beloved survivor player in Shane Powers from Survivor Panama. And so Zane, when he first gets to the beach, even before the challenge, he starts going around and he makes an alliance with everybody, right? He, He is playing socially, Hedging his bets in some ways that like, similar to Russell hands, building those strong alliances, having backup plans, working all the angles that you need to angles. And then it hits him. He's going to tell the entire tribe because he performed poorly in the challenge. Hey, vote me off. That has two purposes. A, gathers sympathy and B, it shows him who wants to keep him around because who is going to be the most like sympathetic to him? Who can he trust the most? Unfortunately for Zane, he took it one step too far. And this is where I say he's playing chess, everyone else is playing checkers because they just didn't, right? If, if he's playing chess, it's too advanced. It, he's overthinking it because everyone else is just making the, the, the moves that they need to make. And they say, all right, well, he wants to go home. So he goes home. And so sometimes players are just too smart for their own good But what does the (laughs) Monsignor do throughout the rest of it? They lose every challenge. And then Denise and Malcolm go on to dominate the rest of the game because they're the swing boats the rest of the game. And where do they get that idea? Zane Knight, people. So when you take these two, the sociable player and the strategic mastermind, the guy that can help build relationships, the guy and Zane that can help use the strategy and and go from person to person, that is a much better pairing than the the two women that have very different style of gameplays that would would be combative in their styles of gameplay rather than mutually beneficial in Darnell's and Zane's. And that's why this is a closed case, Alex, I'm sorry, I win. And that is the sound of a speechless, speechless Alex.
1: Yes. I can't even look you in the eye right now. First of all, never speak poor about Malcolm. I, I
0: Second, said nothing bad about Malcolm. I said nothing bad about Malcolm.
1: I mean, you said he was playing checkers when Zane was playing chess. and then Yeah, I'm not, I'm not was, saying like you're, you, no, 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 no you're, you're saying that he had a Zane better should have adjusted season. his
0: game. No, no, no. I was saying he's playing a more complex game. Oh, Okay. Oh, okay. a better yeah, game yeah. he should have adjusted his game to be checkers because that's what everyone else is playing Oh, okay 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 cool yeah. right if everyone else is playing checkers and you're playing chess then you can't win because they're playing checkers and you need to be playing checkers to win
1: point two malcolm voted two of our player two of the four players off so that's just a fun fact right there in zane and sierra <laughs> i just want to throw that out there because again my dog's asleep on my feet. Now. If Zane is the strategic mastermind of your alliance.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what you said, right? You have the this uh, mastermind. Uh, At this alliance, mastermind. he would, be, he would yes. be the strategic mastermind.
1: Great. That is a great alliance to get voted out first. Because his strategy is, let's get voted out first. And if that's the strategy that you want for your alliance, go for it, man, because you're going to be first voted off. I will take Sierra and Tina flipping on each other, arguing about big moves later on in the game in the final six. Y'all are going to be voted out. First, because Zane's going to go, hey, hey, Darnell, let's 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 tell everyone to vote us out and split the votes against us and then we'll flip it. Uh, well, see, now here's the know, like Darnell,
0: Darnell as the social part of the rela- of the alliance is going to be able to get a better read on what's going on. He might, hey, Darnell, i not Darnell, but hey, Zane, let's let's back off on on this part of the strategy. So, right. And the point is that they would work well together and think about the gameplay in these in this day and age of survivor and how high and intense it is the people aren't playing checkers anymore everyone's playing chess from day one with zane
1: <laughs> dude i didn't know how passionate you felt about zane being such a great survivor player
0: no no no. i feel passionate alex about beating you and destroying you in an argument so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: okay okay yeah, yeah yeah sounds good i just think you're full of crap
0: well that's not untrue but the point is, Zane Darnell, better alliance than Tina and Sierra. Pretty clear with that to me. I fundamentally disagree. But one quick
1: fun note I did think about, <laughs> Zane telling everyone to vote him out and like and then trying to mix it back up and then try to stay in, is a little similar to Colby in another season. Uh, where he is one of the last members of his tribe. And he tells everyone, yeah, that's fine. Just vote me out. And then flips and tries, tries to do something. So clearly he's not regarded very well in that season, but I do see a fun similarity between Zane and Colby. And perhaps Zane tried to take a page out of Colby's book, uh, which is, I know it's not helping my argument at all, but I just thought that was kind of funny.
0: Like I said, chess player. So him and Darnell easy money like let's go ahead and lock this in we'll see everyone next week and uh
1: all i will say is a final final statement you know for if you guys are playing chess you're gonna be moving pawns sierra's over here playing checkers like jumping people becoming kings doing all the big moves uh while tina's making everyone some biscuits and gravy uh because she is that nice of a lady for some good southern cooking well i would
0: love some biscuits and gravy from tina I would I don't as well. Makes any, but I would, I would love some. Big I would start. just want
1: to hang out. I would make biscuits and gravy for Tina.
0: Oh, same, same. Be a pleasure. Uh, as my again, as my closing argument, I know I've already said it, but when you really look at these two alliances, you have an alliance with very different, conflicting styles of gameplay that would cause way too much conflict in between the two, and they couldn't make any united moves together. And then you have two complementary styles of gameplay that would help one another get farther in the game in Zane and Darnell. And really, we need them both back on a first boot season to see this happen.
1: I do agree with that last statement, Caleb. All right, well, this is our episode. (laughs) Let us know what you think of the first boot bucket. Should we do it again? We've got 36 other first boots. Uh, We've also decided for uh, Survivor Palau, uh, quick spoiler, uh, that will be a tag team within itself of the first two people not chosen for tribes will act as one player. And so do you want us to get there and try to get Palau, uh, see some of these Edge of Extinction or Redemption Island people come in where they have more gameplay to talk about? Let us know and we'd be happy to do this. This is really fun for us. You can find us on Instagram at Speaking Llama. Uh, we'd love to have you over there. Let, you can see when we drop new episodes and Interact with us. Let us know what you think about these episodes. Uh, Caleb, any closing thoughts for our listeners other than
0: talking bad about me? I mean, no, but uh, if I had to add something, uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I actually had a lot of fun doing it, just arguing for the sake of arguing. Uh, But it's also a lot of fun to explore the gameplays of people that we really don't get to talk about that much. And so that was actually pretty unique and fun to do.
1: Totally agree. Well, until next time, uh, have a good week and we will speak llama to you later. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) We're idiots. That's that's all it is.